Take your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 15 and verse number 1. Matthew chapter 15 and verse number 1 this evening. I also want to thank everyone that's listening online. I know there's a lot of folks out this evening and, and there's people all over the country that listen. I want to welcome you and uh, I think my, my sons are in Dallas, Texas tonight. They've been gone all week and they've got my daughter-in-law and my grandson John with them and John Daniel wanted Papa to say hi. So hi John, how you doing buddy? But uh, I'm glad that everybody's listening online. I thank the Lord for that opportunity, Pastor, to be able to share the Word of God across the country, and not only just right here, but uh, <clears throat> that a lot of people have the opportunity to, to hear the truth from God's Word through that uh, means. In Matthew chapter 15, in verse number 1, we'll start reading. The Bible says, Then came Jesus... Then came to Jesus the scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he answered and said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother. He that curses father or mother, let him die the death. But ye say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift. By whatsoever thou mayest be profited by me, and honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have you made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people dwelleth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men and he called the multitude and said unto them hear and understand not that which goes into the mouth defileth the man but that which cometh out of the mouth this defileth the man then came the disciples and said unto him knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying and he answered and said every plant which my heavenly father hath not planted shall be rooted up let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall in the ditch. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Declare us this parable. And Jesus said, You are also without understanding. Do, you, do not you not yet understand that whatsoever entereth into the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast into the draught? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceedeth evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashing hands defileth not a man. Let's pray this evening. Lord, I just want to thank you, God, for the opportunity to stand in your house, Lord, again, to open your word. God, I pray that you'll give us uh, <clears throat> clarity to preach tonight, Lord. Help me to preach quickly and clearly. God, I just ask for your presence, Lord. I need you tonight and your help, Lord. I can't do anything without you. God, we need your presence among us. God, I pray that you'll give us understanding as we look into your word. Lord, I pray that you'll pull back the curtains and show us ourselves and our need of you. Help me, Lord, to preach, God, and I want to thank you, and I want to make sure and to give you all the glory and the praise and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> 
So we see in that passage of Scripture this evening that I read, uh, Jesus told these disciples, He told the people there that they were the defilement was something that came from within. That's what I want to talk about this evening tonight for a little while is defilement that, came, that comes from the heart. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse number 9 and 10, the Bible says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart, I try the reins, even to give every man according to his way, according to the fruit of his doings. There's a, there's a thing among timber. I know pastors talked a lot about cutting logs, pastor, and, and trees and, and different things. And, and I don't see Brother Rice here this evening, but he spends a lot of time in the woods with the timber. And I know that there's a lot of people here that seen. I want to see how many can raise their hands, and I want to see if everybody knows what I'm talking about. How many of you ever seen a hollow tree? Everybody's seen a hollow tree. It's all empty inside. Might be a little hole up there that a that a a squirrel crawls up in there and sticks his his walnuts and things like that. Makes him a bed in there and different things. Maybe hollow all the way down to the ground. I've been out and I've cut wood. I've cut trees and I've cut these things down. Big beautiful trees and I mean leaves everywhere. Look good. Have all kinds of fruit on them. Cut that rascal down and they might be about that much tree all the way around it. The inside of it's just completely gone. It might be mush. It might be doty. It might be wet and just dirt and falling apart. Or it may just be completely hollowed out. There's a, there's a disease amongst trees that's called heart rot. Pastor, it's called heart rot. We get the same thing, people. We get heart rot amongst us. In trees, heart rot is a disease that causes the decay of wood at the center of the trunk. As the disease progresses, the heartwood softens. The tree becomes structurally weak and prone to breakage. Oftentimes, its damage is not visible. A tree may look perfectly fine. A good indication of the presence of heart rot, heart rot may be mushrooms on a tree. They come and grow out of there. It's usually caused by fungi entering the tree, uh, into the trunk of the tree through wounds of the bark. These are areas where bare wood has been exposed. Usually it's a result of improper pruning, fire damage, dead branches, insects, or animal damage. It's a slow process and can sometimes take for months or years to even start in the condition of the tree and it depends on the condition of the tree and, and the health of the tree. Once it's started, it progresses continually. Little can be done to stop it <clears throat> from external. The health of the tree and the internal components of the tree is nearly all that there is that can combat it. Heart rot. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 27, Jesus said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead man's bones and of all uncleanness. We too can look fine on the outside. We can just be an old holler tree on the inside. The title of my message this evening is Don't Get Hollered Out. Don't get hollered out. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 23. 
Bible says to keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. <clears throat> we see a lot of times our lives, our lives and, and those lives of people around us, family members, friends, church members, people that we've known and loved for years, it seems sometimes that they'll be people that they fall out of fellowship with, or they fall out of fellowship with the Lord, or maybe they, they quit being faithful to church, they, they quit coming to church, or they, they quit spending time around people of God. And then they, the next thing you know, that you start seeing sin manifesting in their lives, and, and things going on in their lives, and you're like, what in the world's going on with this person? They've got this sin, this outward sin that's starting to, to come out and things that are starting to go wrong. And, and you're like, what? what are these people doing? What are they thinking? What in the world has the devil been able to get a hold of them? Or, you know, this person, I, I've seen this person, I've worked with this person, I've prayed with this person. And then all of a sudden they just blow up and blow out. Maybe they're not bearing fruit anymore. No longer serving the Lord. My wife, a lot of times, she says, well, that person's got a heart problem. They've got sin in their lives. They've got a heart problem. They need to get their heart right with God. They need to get their lives straightened out. They need to get that sin out of their life. But it's in the heart that they've got that problem. This, this sin and these things that we see in their lives, the things that they're doing is manifestation of something deeper within. It's a heart problem. Sometimes it's hard to see from the outside, but God sees the heart. Matthew chapter 15, we read in verse number 8, the Bible said, The people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. How many times tonight has your heart been far from God? I know I'm guilty. I can come up here and I can stand behind the pulpit and I can read Scripture and I can pray and I can, and I can lead people to the Lord and I can work at Bible camp and, and I can be a witness to people that I come in contact to in my workplace or out on the street or whatever that may be. And my lips may be trying to tell you, hey, this is the Lord, this is, this is the truth of God's Word, but where is my heart? What's the condition of my heart for God? It's so easy sometimes to stand up and to look right and to talk right and to act right. But the condition of your heart being so far away from God that you have, you have no spirituality in you whatsoever. You're just an empty, hollowed out log. You've got nothing inside. 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse number 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not unto his countenance or the height of his statue, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. In Psalms 19 and 14, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Psalms 44 and verse 21, Shall not God search this out? For He knoweth the secrets of the heart. If you'll turn with me this evening to Kings, First, first Kings chapter 8. I want to read a few verses there tonight. First 
First Kings chapter 8. We'll start reading in verse number 33. First Kings chapter 8, verse number 33. When thy people Israel be smitten down before the before the enemy, because they have sinned against thee, and shall turn again to thee, and confess thy name, and pray, and make supplication unto thee in this house. Then hear thou in heaven, and forgive the sin of thy people, Israel. And bring them again unto the land which thou givest unto their fathers. When heaven is shut up, and there is no rain, because they have sinned against thee. If they pray towards this place, and confess thy name, and turn from their sin, when thou afflictest them, then hear thou in heaven, and forgive the sin of thy servants and thy people Israel. That teach them good way, <clears throat> that thou teach them the good way wherein they should walk, and give rain upon thy land, which thou hast given thy people for an inheritance. If there be in the land a famine, and if there be pestilence, blasting, mildew, locust, or if there be the caterpillar, if there an enemy besiege them in the land of their cities, whatsoever plague, whatsoever sickness be there. What prayer and supplication soever be made of any man, or by all the people of Israel, and watch this, which shall know every man the plague of his own heart, and spread forth his hands toward the ha- this house. Then hear thou in heaven, and dwe- in thy dwelling place, and forgive, and do, and give, every, give to every man according to his ways, whose heart thou knowest, for thou, even thou only, knowest the hearts of all the children of men." In Proverbs chapter 21 and verse number 2, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. And in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, For the word of the Lord is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and the joints and marrow, and, it is, a, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What's on the inside in the heart Amen. will show in word and deed. What we have dwelling in us, what we've got inside of us, eventually is going to start come oozing out. You're going to see some of that manifested. For a time, we can cover up and we can look good. I can put on a jacket. I can put on my Sunday clothes. But inside, I can be just as filthy and rotten to the core. In my mind, in my heart, my thoughts. We can look good. We can come to church every Sunday, every Sunday night, every Wednesday. We can come and help. We can clean. We can put money in the offering. We can do all these things. But is our heart right before God? Or do we have that sickness, that disease, that heart rot? Where we're becoming hollowed out where there's nothing inside of us. We might even be able to bear fruit. We might even be able to sing and look like we're happy. 
We might be able to fool some people. We might even be deceiving our own selves that everything's good between me and the Lord. I'm asking tonight that we examine ourselves. Examine your hearts tonight. Have you got that little bit of heart rot starting? You say, well, preacher, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm trying to serve the Lord. I think God knows my intents. God knows my heart. I understand all that. God knows that I have a will to do right. But I just can't seem to make it happen. God understands. Are you deceiving yourself tonight? There's an outward manifestation of a problem with the heart. When what's on the inside starts to show. Matthew chapter 12 and verse number 34, O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, A good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. In Acts chapter 5, verses number 1 through 11, the Bible talks about a couple, Ananias and Sapphira. They brought some money to the church. They sold a piece of property. And the Bible tells us that they brought the sum in and they laid it down there at the apostles' feet and they said, here we've sold this property. We want to give it all to the church. (coughs) But in verse number 4, the Bible says, Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart that thou thou hast not lied unto men but unto God? They kept back part of the price. They had it in their heart for some reason. They wanted whatever it was that they wanted standing with the church. They wanted the reputation or whatever it might have been that, hey, everybody else is doing it. People are coming and they're giving all and and we want to be held up and lifted up on a pedestal with them. But boy, I'd really like to be able to have this new four-wheeler and I don't want to have to give every little bit of it. Boy, I'd like to be able to keep back a piece of that and then say that we've given it all. They wanted the prestige. But the Bible says that they had... The Bible said that they had lied unto God, that they conceived that thing in their heart. The Bible tells us that both of those, of that couple was, that died and was carried out that same day. God knew their heart. In Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 8, A man shall be commended according to his wisdom. But he that is of a perverse heart shall be despised. Proverbs twelve twenty three: A prudent man concealeth knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaim foolishness. Proverbs eighteen twelve: Before destruction the heart of man is haughty, and before honor is humility. In Jeremiah eleven eight: Yet they obeyed not, nor inclined their ear, but worked every one in the imagination of their evil heart. Therefore will I bring upon them all the words of the covenant which I commanded them to do, but they did them not. 
It's a heart problem that we're talking about. These things were manifested in these people's lives because of something deeper down inside of them. Their heart had convinced themselves to lie about the property. People's hearts convinced themselves to come up here and, and, to, and to the church that to, maybe to, to act like Christians or to, to act like they're amongst friends or whatever it is, your heart is deceiving people around you and yourself. It's a heart issue. It's what is on the inside that counts. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 19, For out of the heart proceedeth evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, fault witnesses, and blasphemies. These things come out of the heart. These sins that are manifested, things that we can see, these things had begun sometime way back in the future. In the the past, it was a problem that they had had a long time ago. The Bible talks about Hate in, in the uh, in the New Testament in the Sermon on the Mount, on the Mount the the Bible tells that Jesus tells that <clears throat> this murder was conceived way before by anger in your heart against your brother hating somebody these adulteries and this lust would be in their heart it's a heart problem that's coming out the adultery is just a and the fornication is just a side effect of something deeper down with the inside that's rotting out and coming out of you. <clears throat> These outward manifestations begin to grow in the hidden man of the heart from seeds planted in time past. Trees don't become hollowed out overnight. The rotten process takes months or years to even start showing signs. Even trees that are completely hollowed may still look good and even produce fruit. When they've been weakened enough and the right storm comes, at that time they may blow out, break apart, or just die out. And the truth about what was at the heart will come to light. We already read the verse. The Bible says that God sees the thoughts and the intents of the hearts. And all I want to ask us tonight is, what do we? Why do we do the things we do, or why do we not do the things that we do? Is it just because we're out to check the box? The Bible talks about Jesus said He didn't come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. It's pretty easy to grow up in a Christian home and to, in a church and to know this is what God's plan is. This is what right looks like. This is how I'm supposed to dress. These are the things that I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm expected to act like. This is the things that I'm supposed to say. I'm not supposed to say this. I can't go here. I can't do that. What would people think if they seen me? What if somebody heard me say that? Are you just checking the boxes tonight? Or is it something inside of you that makes you want to do what's right? 
Is there something inside your heart that says, you know what, I've got a love for Jesus Christ. I've got a love for Him, for what He's done for me. I want to serve Him. I want to do what's right. I want to follow His, His laws and, and do whatever he, his, his Word tells me. I want to be more Christ-like. I want to be able to spread the gospel. I want to share what Christ has done for me. Not because I have to. Not because I'm expected to. I don't want to not go to that place because I can't go to that place. I shouldn't want to. In your heart, if you got a desire to go to those places, to do those things, to say those words, have you got a heart problem tonight? Are you starting to get hollowed out? Are you just checking the boxes? When your heart is right, you'll be looking for ways to please the Lord. You'll want to do what's right, not because you have to. You'll want to serve Him out of love because of what He's done for us. <clears throat> Next thing I want to look at this evening is what causes this heart rot. What causes a man to be defiled? You say, you know what, preacher, that's good enough to say that I've got a problem and I know I've got a problem. Where did it come from? How do we get these problems? What do we need to be looking out for to prevent these decay in our hearts and our lives? Well, just like them old trees that I read, there's lots of things that can cause that. Pruning. Prunings and cutting away. Getting rid of things out of our life that's not edifying. Getting rid of things out of our life that's not going to help to bear fruit. Getting rid of things out of our life that's not profitable. It's a necessary thing. It can be painful. Many times we'll leave an exposed area for Satan to move into our lives with small seeds that can defile our hearts. It's possible tonight to come in here and sit in the church house tonight or any service to read God's Word and see things in our lives that need to be taken out. And instead of letting God take those things away from us properly, instead of letting God prune us the way we're supposed to be pruned. Sometimes we say, you know what, I want to get rid of that and we rip it off and we tear it out. As parents, we're pretty bad to see things in our children's lives that that needs to be fixed. I'm bad to get the chainsaw out. Say, <laughs> so let's cut and hack for a minute. Let's straighten this problem out. Issues that we see in our lives and our people around us and our congregation members, our loved ones, our families. We want to fix it. But we can do it in the wrong way. And we can cause a painful, hurting, raw place that Satan can move into and set a seed in there and begin a rotten process in the heart. 
Our children can say, you know what? When I get out from underneath mom and dad's roof, I ain't going to be putting up with that no more. I've done it because I had to, not because they wanted to. That doesn't negate the responsibility. Whatever way it comes from, the pruning or whatever hurt that may have came, once you allow Satan to come in and plant that seed to start that process, you've allowed to open the gate. It's going to go downhill. It's going to hollow out in a hurry. Another thing that can start this process talks about fires and storm damage amongst these trees. Fires sweep through a set of timber and it can cause damage. And oh yeah, they may grow back and they may heal over but that stuff's still in there. There's a problem inside still yet. Years later down the road it may not be manifested until harvest time. When trouble comes in our lives, often we think, where is God in all this? Where's God at when I'm going through this problem? How could this be God's will for my life to have this fire, to have this trial, for these storms to be coming upon me? I know that God, if God even exists, He wouldn't allow this in my life. And you can blow out, you can God, let the devil move in in those times of hurt, those exposed areas in your life yeah. that God has intended to make you stronger, to God has intended to help, and you will turn your back on God instead of running to the Lord for healing and for help in that time of need, you allow Satan to move in to that exposed problem in your life. Another thing was insects or animal damage. I think tonight about pests that come into our lives. So many things. Parasites that can feed on us. Anything that takes your time and your attention and your money and your heart away from God, away from your family, away from what's important is a parasite. And that little bitty insect, it might just be a little bitty tiny thing that you've allowed to bore down deep inside. But you can't get rid of it without causing even more damage. You need to let God get out the old spray gun. Squirt that thing. Get them bugs out of there. That's the only way to handle it. You can't get them out on your own. Those pesticides, animals that damage us. Satan sends things in our lives. He sends pests to bother us. He sends them little flies and gnats that's just going around all the time and bees in our lives that wants to sting on you and, and deer that come up and get to wanting to scratch the bark off of you and all different kinds of things in our lives that cause damage to us. 
I don't know what that is for you. I know there's things in my life that pest in my life, little things that bother me that, that just continually are there. They're there. And they don't seem like it's that big of a deal. You don't think about a little old bitty bug the size of an ant or a little old bitty bug no bigger than a quarter that could destroy and kill this huge tree. But they bore these little bitty holes in there. And they go deep down inside. And sooner than later, you start showing signs of rot. You start seeing not putting on as good many leaves as what you used to. Maybe your fruit's not quite as sweet and good as what it used to be. You think, boy, that thing used to have good apples on it. Big apples. It still looks good, but it just don't seem to produce like it used to. And you get to looking at a tree and you'll see these little old bitty tiny holes. Not the size of a BB. Something's dug down in there. Something's damaged that thing. And it's been allowed to take place and root down in there, in our hearts, in our lives. It's hard to get out. Beware of parasites. Those things that are harmful to you. Another thing may be dead branches. These dead branches I want to think about tonight as dreams or wishes things that you had in your heart and your and and, and things that you had <clears throat> that you wanted for yourself or for your life plans that you had and it seems that they just died out it seems that for some reason or another now they're not there anymore and maybe never will be manifested and if you're not careful, you'll let those dead dreams or those dead plans that you had planned for yourself become a place to allow heart rot to begin in your heart and start hollowing you out. You say, now then, look what happens when I serve the Lord. I tried to put on fruit. I tried to bear Christ good fruit. I tried to, to serve the Lord. And I've got this dream that I had that I wanted to do and now it's dead I wanted to have these things for my family I wanted to be able to do these things for myself I had these plans and God just seems like he just let them die is that what good it gets to serve the Lord and Satan will move in to those dead dreams where you have an exposed area of your life and he'll start planting that rot in your heart. <clears throat> Next thing I want to look at tonight, last thing before we close this evening, is the prevention and the cure. You know, it's good enough to sit up here and tell everybody we've got problems. 
I don't like to hear that I've got problems and not know what to do about it. Amen. I don't like for people to say, you know what, this country's in bad shape and this government's, it, it, I don't know what we're going to do. It's bad. It's bad. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. But what are we going to do about it? I like to have some, some answers, some results. I like to have a plan of attack. Something to keep from these things from happening or change the course. And the Bible gives us what we need there. In Proverbs chapter 19 and verse number 21, the Bible says, There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. In 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 5, Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart, and of a good conscience, and of faith unfeigned. First Peter chapter three and verse four. But let it be the hidden man of the heart, and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, of great price. Jeremiah chapter four verse fourteen. O Jerusalem, wash thine heart from wickedness, from wickedness, that thou mayest be saved. How long shall thy vain thought lodge within thee? Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 26, A new heart will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. In Romans chapter 10 and verse number 10, it says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I want to tell you tonight, don't get hollowed out as I get ready to finish up and close here tonight. There's one thing that you can do to keep this rot, this hollow tree syndrome from coming into your life. From becoming a worthless, washed out, no good for nothing. Not being able to bear fruit. Not being able to survive the storms. There's only one thing that can prevent that in our lives. Because I'm here to tell you that it doesn't matter who you are. You've had Satan plant those seeds in you. You've had those insects come, those pesticides come and have drugged down deep inside of you. You've went through fires. You've went through storms. And you've had dreams and wishes and hopes and plans break down and Satan has came into you and he's settled in those seeds of doubt. Those seeds have been planted there. There's only one way to keep that rot from happening. There's only one way to stop that decay in your life and that is for God Almighty to put a new heart in your, in your life, in your flesh. That's the thing that we're different from a tree. You know what? I can't fix those trees, Brother Edge. If I go out and I find an old tree that's hollowed out and no good, I could try to put some epoxy in there, maybe. I could try to fill that thing up and, and maybe even foam it up or whatever I might try to do to shore that thing up. I can do all kinds of things to try to help it, but I can't put a new heart in that. I can't make new wood come grow up in there. Only 
God can take care of that in our lives. He can put a new heart inside of you. I don't care at what point you are in your life tonight. I don't care tonight if you've never been saved or if you've been saved for 20 years. I'm telling you right now that Jesus Christ is the only way to stop that rot and that hollowed out thing that's coming inside of your life. That's the thing tonight. It don't just happen to Christians. It don't just happen to lost people. We're all out there in that same condition. We're all out there and Satan has started that the seeds of doubt. Satan has started that stuff growing inside of us from a long time back and we're all at different stages of it. But Jesus has offered us help tonight. He says, I can give you a new heart. Don't let God stand aside while you just sit there and hollow out. He's offering you a new birth. He wants to give you a new birth, a new heart. Salvation in your life. If you've not been saved, you need to do that tonight. You need to not let that old devil continue to hollow out your life. And I'm going to tell you what happens to an old hollow tree. There's one of two things. First of all, a lot of times what happens to an old hollow tree before it becomes firewood and something moves in. There's going to be an old raccoon or a possum or a skunk or a squirrel or a something, an owl, some kind of varmint's going to move into that thing. We used to call them den trees. We'd go out and we'd be coon hunting a lot. I went coon hunting with my granddad and my great-granddad and my dad. And we'd go out and we'd chase them old coons. And a lot of times what I did and we did was it was a good time because for me, we'd just sit down. We'd go out there and sit down. Grandpa said, I ain't chasing that dog. Grandpa LT sat in the truck. And then whenever the dog finally decided it had something up a tree, he'd say, I believe it's down that way, boys. Go get it. So me and Dad, off down there, we'd go try to find it. And sometimes there's an old dog out there and he'd bark and there's nothing up in that tree. Well, he'd found an old hollowed out tree that he lived in. He moved up in that tree. You can't see him, but he's inside there somewhere. And Dad said, I bet that's a den tree, but I sure can't find no hole in it nowhere. And we'd look all around, and we'd shine our lights and try to find it. He said, it looked like a good tree, but I don't think, I think, I bet that, that old coon, he's up inside that tree. It's old hollowed out tree. Whenever we have that hollowed out stuff coming in our lives, when we've let that heart rot develop and go for a certain amount of time and for long enough that it's not only now just a little rotten area inside of us, you've completely become hollowed out. There's a time and place that Satan's going to move in and he's going to take up residence inside your heart. He's going to move in and he's going to start building his house there. And he's going to start, not only is things going to be manifested and sin is going to start coming out in your life, but you're going to completely be turned over because you've allowed Satan to take up residence in your heart. The only thing that can be done with an old hollowed out tree like that is to cut that thing up and it be burnt in the fire. I'm begging you tonight. Don't become an old hollowed out tree. Allow God to move into your heart. Allow God to set you up a new heart. Allow God to put a stop to that rot that's going on in your life. Let the Spirit move in. Make Him Lord of your life.
need to have fellowship with Christ covered by the word and prayer to stay healthy. Whenever these things happen in our lives, when we start having issues in our lives, if we start having uh, pruning in our lives, that needs to be covered up. It needs to be covered up to keep from being exposed. Allow God to cover it with His blood. Saturate it in prayer. That's the only way you're going to stay healthy. Thankfully, we're not trees and can only be cut down. But God can create a new heart, a new man, a new birth inside of us and renew a right spirit within us. <clears throat> What's your heart like tonight? Have you allowed things to start moving into your life? Have you allowed Satan to use those disappointments or those little things in your life that's caused you pain? When you went through fires or storms, How's your heart tonight? Why do we do the things that we do? Is it just because we're checking the boxes, that's what's expected of us? Or do you have a desire to serve the Lord? If you need to come tonight, do business with the Lord, you come ahead as we pray, and then I'm going to ask Pastor to come. Lord, I just ask you tonight that you'll help us, Lord, to search our hearts. God, I pray that, as I said earlier, that you'll pull back the curtain to our lives and our hearts, Lord, and help us to examine ourselves and see us for what we really are. God, so many times I deceive myself. I'm my own worst enemy. Lord, I can see you calling me, and I can see things that you're trying to help me, Lord, and you're you're trying to make things better for me, and you're trying to prune and you're trying to do things Lord it's going to be beneficial for me but I don't like it sometimes God I ask Lord that you'll be with us tonight as we get ready to leave this place Lord I pray that we'll carry this word with us Lord God I've stumbled and stammered around Lord but I pray God that your word will not return void God I just ask that you'll help us Lord to Put our faith and our trust in you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.